0: Uh, there are 38 men registered to compete, but two of the three unable to make the trip, Stasoldov and Roman Krennic. Okay. So we're, we're at 38 for the men.
1: Okay. And that's a shame because their funds, their names are so fun to say. I like that. I like anything with an "ov" at the end.
2: <laughs> but what about yeah. Alexander
0: Ilian? Illin. Illin. Like Alexander is scheduled to compete. He's uh, actually yesterday. I haven't confirmed that he's here yet or not, but he competed in 2019 and my confirmation is that because he'd either done the process like carried over for a couple years or he was just to make it happen in the short enough, enough time frame. Only Russian athlete of nine. There was a team, one woman, three. He's the only one who's able to make the trip. Actually, the Masters athletes in is a question mark.
1: I just, oh, uh-oh, we see a drop-down. Oh, I, uh, the YouTube, Brian, the YouTube people can see now your slides. Maybe that's bad for the show. um I just like their own. Yeah, one of your slides. Look at gone, he's gone into a deep panic. They're very small, so I don't know. Everyone, close your eyes. Don't look at the YouTube station right now.
0: Where um,
1: are they? I'm, I'm watching, I have the YouTube chat open in case anyone makes a comment. Trust me, nothing was ruined. I promise,
0: nothing was ruined.
1: Well said. Well said, Ryan. Yeah. Even if it was, that was the right thing to say. And, um, I just liked our own video. I have no problem. I like all my own Instagram posts. I always, I always, I'm, I'm a leader. I'm a leader. I lead. Um, so we are going to, uh, Brian is going to share with us places one through 38 of the men. That is going to be the first podcast episode 90. We'll take a small two minute break and then we'll go through the women. So, if you're busy this week and you can't watch the games, don't worry. Brian's going to let you know everyone's placement right now. Um, if you don't want to know how people are going to place ahead of
0: time, probably just turn this show off. Because I feel gonna like we, we have all of us. Before we started, it's all these athletes are incredible, and most people, not the top three, five, ten, or whatever, but not go all the. Way. But this is the top of the sport. Someone has to finish last, and there's only one one person at each spot in between. So it's, you know, I'm I'm not athletes. I'm just saying that relative to the field, this is how I think.
1: Yeah. And in all seriousness, I respect the shit out of you for doing this. It's like going to the world's largest dick competition and getting on the table and dropping your pants. I mean, what you are doing by. Sharing this all the way down to thirty-eight is uh, making yourself extremely vulnerable, especially since you're in the hive. So thank you for doing this. And uh, Hobart and I will try to use our discretion as we laugh at your choices and attack you, realizing that.
0: <laughs> and as always, my 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 welcome. hope is my hope is that if any athletes see this this list, that they're if they're happy with their placement, that they're encouraged to try to achieve that placement, and if they're not, that they say. I'm going to show the world that otherwise.
1: And if you don't like your placement where Brian um, puts you, feel free right after one of your sweatiest events just to go up and give him a big hug. There's probably nothing grosser and more uncomfortable for when one, one of you sweaty athletes hugs us. But, I mean, it's cool. It's kind of like a trade off. You get the uh, spotlight on you for a second, but it's also kind of nasty. Yeah, I'll Hobart, take a, you don't I'll take a, a, a sweaty thing. hug. I'll take yeah, a sweaty you, hug. You, Because you are probably sweating right now. <laughs> Profusely. <laughs> Hobart doesn't know where his sweat starts and, and someone else's sweat ends.
2: I just want you to know. I only have a T-shirt on. <laughs> that's
1: how they do it at CNN too. Don't worry. Let's do this. <laughs> okay, Brian. Shall we start at number thirty-eight for the men?
0: I don't know if we need to go one by one through all thirty-eight, but maybe we show like the bottom eight. Okay, if we can do or something similar. But why don't to we that. just
1: move up them? Why don't we just move up them quickly? Because 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 he took the time to make slides for every one.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, that's fine too.
1: Okay. Uh oh, I see it coming out on the YouTube station live. He's sizing it. It's fun. It's gonna be fun watching Brian's beard grow throughout the week. It's already like two days ago. He looked like he was eighteen. He already looks like he's twenty-eight.
2: Sorry. Do you guys want men or women first?
1: Uh, men, please. Thank you. Brian knew that he just wants to get his voice on the podcast.
0: No. 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 No.
2: Hobart, what are you wearing? What's your shirt? Uh, this is um, one of the shirts from uh, Handplan. What is was- Handplan? Handplan was uh, our, our um, online programming platform. Oh,
1: that's right. Sorry, sorry. Was it no plan. longer
2: exist? Well, we're transitioning to Cap Crossword Affiliate Programming, but
1: so it- I don't think we're allowed to talk about. We're yeah. not allowed to talk about that, Brian. Not yet. It's a collector.
2: Well, that's not what this part. Pod- that's not what this. We have a lot of them, Brian. So if you want one, let me know. <laughs> I'll get you a lot of them.
0: Uh, you, know, you can't get anymore.
1: Okay, done deal, man. Okay, number 38. Let's see it, Ryan. How can we peer pressure Matt to do a podcast during the games? Let's hurt some feelings. Phase. I don't know what phase means. There he is, number 38. Make them big. You can hide our faces, too, if you want. Oh, man. On the YouTube link. Player. Okay. He's up there? Yeah. I can help you out with that. I'm going to make mine full screen. Bam. Alexander Illin, number 38. This is the guy that's in question whether he's even going to make it. Devastating. Then, right?
2: One rushing guy that's
0: supposed to be making the trip. He's the second oldest guy competing in the field, I believe. It's very... Maybe birthday and uh, been incredible the last year or so in an uh, online competition to compete against a field of this caliber in live competition bottom of the list no gray hair I can say
1: no gray hair okay number 37
0: <laughs> when they're up Pierre. on the screen
1: yeah, uh, Gear. You all try to say their names. Gear, Malhe, Malheros.
0: Yeah, he commonly goes by Guy. He's, guy's in the field, if not the youngest, and he, uh, Brazil in South America. He's also one of the strongest guys in the field. Yeah, I think I he's got a clean injury close to three seventy-five plus. And plus, um, he's competed as a teenager at the games. He's talented for sure. He won the the RX division a lot of it existed so there's nothing bad about him here that i'm curious about um we've you know we they're going to be cuts and we know uh don't know all the events yet but he's a guy who could really benefit from having, having a heavy lifting event early in the competition and so far we haven't seen that and uh you know if he has a heavy lifting come up before potential cuts I, that could change his ranking otherwise you know, he's going to need barbells that he can move and heavier the better early. chance to make it through the cuts.
1: And I'll nominate him for top five best bodies at the CrossFit games. Okay, number 36.
0: Is it up there? Wow, oh, good. No,
1: Ryan's slipping. Oh, I Is think the other- there's a delay. We got a couple second delay. Okay, Augustin me.
0: Um, other guy who qualified from South America, Argentinian, uh, generally small in stature, pretty good Gymnastics. gymnastics-type workouts. Uh, I, mean, I mean, don't necessarily have anything bad to say about him. He did compete in 2019 the Games also. I think he was cut around fifty, right run. around there. And uh, he got to prove to me that he can... He can obviously winning south america is great but i, I need, need to see, see what these south american athletes can do in, in order, order, order to put, put any higher things. than this
1: are you going to have anything bad to say about any of the athletes <clears throat>
0: okay i just number, have better things of to say about think of
1: something number 30 <laughs> thank you james number 35 sam stewart oh that's the guy we want to try to get on the podcast
0: i hope He's from Ireland, Uh, great guy, Um, a little bit smaller athlete, probably one of the lighter guys in the field, qualified, obviously, through Europe in the online format. Guys at the the bottom are just unproven. At the the game, unproven. unproven, and there's a lot to be said for having experience for the intensity and caliber of the field. So, like I said, someone's got to finish down here, and these are... You, you might see an outlier in terms of rookies doing the you know, first year or two. It's it's pretty tough to, to feel.
1: Brian, uh, Steven Cesar um, just said uh, individual event number 12 was just announced and it's a one rep max snatch. And that's event yeah, so 12.
0: Yep, that's, yeah, that's right. and for the other strong guys in the field, that, are, that's after the cuts. And that means okay. that, similar to 2019, you won't get that opportunity to show off your top-end strength. Um, you you kind of have to earn it. And We've had conversations in the past about whether that's a good thing or we're, we're I'm assuming, assuming that there's going to be some tests prior to the that will, will uh, allow athletes to flex their... Um, so if that's the one-rep one one max test, test for the weekend and it's after the fact, fact <laughs> then a guy like Guima e. Harris won't. potentially event win or top finish and the after and coveted points that come along with that
1: okay understood Uh, number 34 Dylan Vowell not it oh that's not number 34 let's see who number 34 is maybe my notes are all screwed up oh yeah sorry Georgis (laughs) let's
0: call him George or George, George, George,
1: was, George Caravis. I mean, he's, uh, he's Greek.
0: Um, um, uh, one of the athletes coached by Facundo. He's, uh, looking I've, I mean, he's looking to basically Greek. Greek Greece has some top end athletes that aren't getting the last two, two. big time athletes to get through one. around suspensions right now for steroid abuse George is very good. good he was fifth at uh, strength and depth the year that matt fraser won it he competes at dubai sometimes and has done okay there in pretty competitive fields um younger guy uh needs to needs to prove himself on the stage for me to get any higher than this
1: uh two quick uh things i think it's horrible that brian's shitting on the whole entire country of greece by suggesting that the other two athletes were on steroids making possible implications at georgia's i think that's not not right and number 2 we don't know that they abuse steroids we just know that they took them okay go on number fair three. enough and three. i did i wrote an
0: article about for the competition or he was a, a part of an article i wrote it's about how important it is to him to play fair and to reestablish the fact that not all athletes in greece do that so i'm trying
1: wow this is a- this is a great name. Thank you, Brian. Number 33, Uldis Ubenix. God, I hope he does well. That's a great name. It needs to be said a lot.
0: If I'm not mistaken, Uldis Ubenix is the five-time reigning national champion from Latvia. He competed at the Games in 2019, and I think he got cut in the third round of 30, along with people like Samuel Cornway and Jeffrey Adler. He's a very good, one of the smaller guys, maybe the second smallest in the field, the shortest at least after. And... Uh, Yes, straight guys from Europe on this list here at the bottom. And I just think that the men in Europe are they're not not, they're not of the same caliber of the women in Europe through online qualification. Uldis is a guy who's been before exceptional in that online format. He qualified as a national champion experience. And you're seeing a theme here with the guys at the bottom it's you got to show me what you can do in these competitions, and because of the nature of the level. We haven't had these guys come through regionals and go 16th. Make it through or 10th, 7th, confinement 5th. So a lot of these people are new in this format. They've got nine tests to prove themselves, but for me, Wildes is still down here needing to show me what he can do.
1: And although that's a pretty small representation of him in that picture, I will rank him in the top five best bodies also. <laughs> You're going to run... Maybe. Uh, number
0: 32. So this is a bit of a departure from the last couple of guys. Is he up there yet?
1: Yeah. Jason Smith. What an amazing physique. My God.
0: I do think he's, um, incredibly experienced at blown away with what he did at Dubai. The last time he competed, there, finished in the top 10 against a very good field where a lot of these guys were in it. Uh, he's think that, you know, he's basically dumb. Dom- you know, once again, no one has been, been able like- to catch up to him there, even as he's getting older. Um, but I do think that there's a, especially in the guys side, we haven't seen anyone of this age do well at the games yet. So I think, you know, maybe he'll prove otherwise, but I'm him to be not, no disrespect to him, but. To-
1: Look at that muscle on his forearm, touching his bicep in that picture. Do you have that muscle Hobart? <laughs> No, no. Nice bicep, though. <laughs> Thanks, man. You're welcome. Okay, number thirty-one. Uh, I think this one. Oh no! Oh no! Someone has to. Oh, buddy, buddy. Royce Dunn, superstar of the Sevon podcast, trains with the great Rich Froning at the Mayhem Empire, and Brian makes his first stumble.
0: Could be, could be, we'll see. But Royce, uh, incredible guy, an incredibly gifted athlete. L- he's, L- he's, L- the one year he was at the games before, he didn't do it. So I've got him down here, pretty similar to where he finished that year. And um, I, I I hope the best for Royce. I love him. He's so fun to watch. He's very good at a lot of things. But we're going to see pretty quickly how good this field's about to get.
1: Yeah. Um. This would be a good time in the YouTube chat to someone just write, eat a dick, Brian, or something. I mean, just, you know, let it fly. Number I'm ready, for 30. It, I'm ready for it, ready for it. Number 30. Wait a second. I want to say one more thing about Roy's done. Number 30 is good. Let's hold him there for a second. Uh, Hobart. Lay it what on you, me. What do you think Royce Dunn coming out of the Mayhem
2: Empire getting placed at 31? What was his um, last games finish, Brian?
0: 2017? 18? How <sighs> old is he? Fourth. And the only year he competed as individually is 34th. and He is 30 years old.
2: I don't know. I mean, he obviously obviously has an edge working out there down at Mayhem with Rich, but um, I don't know. What did Sean Woodland say? And I don't mean this as a knock because I was never a great individual games athlete. Didn't Sean Woodland once say, you don't know how good you have to be to suck at the CrossFit games, right? So it's like, and I'm not saying anyone who finishes not in the top 10 sucks. What I'm saying is like, I think the margin of error between that field, I'm sitting on the fence, basically. The margin of error in that field is so small. Like the gap you know, the little differences between 30th and 20th are really tight. So, um, you know, I don't think Brian's handing out a bad, bad deck there. But, hey, with Rich's experience, I could see I could see him getting close to top 20. And top 20, I think, is very, very hard to be in. So...
1: Number 30, Henrik. And then his his last name has four A's in it. I'm pretty sure that breaks some sort of rule uh, for names. and we're going
0: to go with.
2: Okay, rookie at the the games. He's from Finland.
0: We've got obviously Yonikoski, another Finnish. Probably not uh, Miko Salo. So there's some great. And Henrik's. uh, I don't know too much about him. He's probably the guy I know the least about. But But, uh, um, you know, scientific probably uh, proclamation of any guy, but I. He's pretty well-rounded and, and not going to have any like outstanding performances, and so he won't maybe be last, bottom five in a lot of events, but he's just going to be like, over and over again, and that doesn't get you the way the scoring system is. Does he train with uh, Koski or Miko? I don't think so. Um, he's been training with Laura Horvath and Ben Smith for the last uh, week or two out at, at Krypton.
1: Okay, then switch him with Royce Dunn if he's not training with Miko or Koski.
2: <laughs> the first Number event's two. a swim event too, and Australians
0: typically perform very well in them. So,
2: I mean, that could help with the cuts, yeah. man.
0: So Finland, Finland. is an exceptionally yeah. good swimming nation. Worst year that Australians ever have. the exception the. of Tia and Cara, the uh, and Laura Clifton. Who's new from New Zealand, but she's. Not great so swimmers about- relative to the other women who use. Usually- and the guys, Jay Crouch, Baden Brown, and Royce Dunn, were swimmers than guys like Matt McLeod, James Newberry, and Con Porter. So look for the Australians not to dominate the swim event the way they
1: And uh, number 29, if you don't think um, Brian has a bias, this guy um, is Brian's favorite CrossFit Games athlete. The great Gamboa.
2: Yeah, he's had an awesome career, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Super awesome guy. I, I like him a lot. From From North Texas there, and he's, 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 he's up there in age. He's got a lot of experience, but finishes historically at the games, they're, they're okay. But stellar. He's got, uh, last time he competed was the last in the online, online version, and then the two previous 35th. So I'm kind of like splitting the difference here and saying I don't necessarily think he's gotten any worse. I just think bottom 15 in this field fall.
1: And, and he's, he's had an event win at the CrossFit Games before, right?
0: He won the sprint event that Matt Fraser famously had the call of what can't this guy do as he's passing the rest of the field because Roy Gamboa was back a couple times of a second.
2: Wow. He also has an awesome open performance too, which I think sometimes... When you start to see that trend of really good open performance, not great games from Florence, you have guys that can win events, but they just lack that like consistency across. But he's had a long career at the games.
1: And, uh, Did uh I just, I name just left. Uh, shit, I see. Do, can someone make a comment in the chat to see if we're still live? I think we're still live. I see the red record <laughs> button lit up.
0: Is yeah. the uh, slideshow updating?
1: Uh, Oh, uh, he's doing something on the screen. I see something. He, I can see his mouse like moving around on the screen. So we're good. Number, oh, yep, Matt Sousa, you're live. You're live. Interceptor 11. Number 28. Or 27, or just anything that we haven't seen yet. Oh. is going to. Come <laughs> you on. You beat buddy. your boy, Royce Dunn. Come on, buddy.
0: Colton Mertens. So I had had Colton Mertens as high as 18th in my. And when I found out about, as events started to be, and as I found out about the cuts, I just kept having to drop him down. He's a guy who can definitely win events at the the games. If they come out, he could beat every single guy on this list in those events. We've seen the exact opposite of that in terms of events. So, on the swim, he's not going to be good on the sprint. He's not going to be good on the. He's not going to be good on the pig. He's not going to be good on the skier. And uh, he probably won't even get to the heavy snatch where he also wouldn't be good. There's got to be some Ooh. events, but they haven't shown up yet. And they're just running out of events that we don't know about before the cuts. So, what I'm kind of worried about events are going to be towards the end of the weekend, and he won't even get a chance to participate in them. Let, let, and let
2: you're me still ask you still putting this. him at a 28th? And you just bash Royce Dunn down at the bottom of the list.
0: I'm I think, saying. in general, just, Colton Mertens is fitter than Royce Dunn.
2: Boom! That's what I wanted to hear, people. Let
1: so let me ask you this, Brian. If this is if this makes sense, I, I I don't know. I don't even know how to think about this really logically. But everyone, you're saying though that this guy will make it to day three of the competition because Who? he's number twenty eight, Colton
0: Mertens. He'll make it to the if you were to if he was actually 28th, he would make it to event 10, which is the first day of the third event, the first event of the third day of competition.
1: Okay. Okay. And then and then let me ask you this if cuz maybe this is a question for Dave. Since we we were told that it would go 40 40 30 20. Right? Mm-hmm. The cuts so that means the first day, since there's only 38 people, or, or after the second day, only eight people will be cut, whereas if everyone showed up, it would have been 10. Correct. Okay. Uh, Colton, I um, I
2: apologize. Number 27. He's going to outperform everybody's expectations on the pig. I'm calling that right now.
1: He's not going to end up like Taylor Self, get folded in half underneath
2: it? Exactly. Good.
1: Number twenty-seven, Brandon Luckett. I don't think he's going to make it this far.
0: we'll see with the elbow, but <clears throat> I don't yeah, the see, elbow. I don't see anything that's been announced yet that I think is going to elbow. Um, so okay. I think he'll be all right, as this is where he falls.
1: I think the swimming and the paddle is going to whatever the paddle event is is going to really, really aggravate that elbow.
2: He was pretty upset okay. about the cuts too.
1: Yeah, he was. He was pretty vocal. He was. Uh okay. Number
0: twenty six. Oh, we, we got him up there.
1: Yeah, Andre Hudet I
0: think it's Hude. Andre Houdet. uh You say it like you want. He's he's kind of uh, in line to take over. Just Denmark then. now that Frederick Gidius is uh, to some other things been. in his life. What, James?
2: Nothing.
0: Oh, I thought you. Were I'm, listening,
2: I'm listening. I'm taking it. I'm taking it in.
0: <laughs> um, Andre Hude is an ext- He's very, very like very very well prepared. I think that the the fast paced unknown. Now, what you, you have, have to-, to go really outside your comfort zone at the game food prep and warm up time and all these other things is getting I think he has potential to do a lot better than this in the games in future years but I think in his rookie year, fiddling in, finishing in the mid-20s is, uh, is a good spot for Andre.
2: But without any, what other live experience have you seen with him though? Because he's 27 coming in at this and you're ranking him, I mean, I think pretty high at the games.
0: Uh, How many different
1: countries are represented at the games this year? Sorry, Brian, were you going to answer a question? Sorry.
0: Yeah. Let him answer. I'll count. Yeah. Okay. Well, total countries for competition is currently at forty one. Uh question. He competed the sanctionals he competed strength and depth and fitness in Cape Town. At strength and depth he was six, but it was a small field and he was tenth at fifty one fifty. There were a lot of games athletes in all those fields. So he's got potential to to do well in live competition. I, I really think that he's gonna um I think he'll learn a lot this year. And if he's able to qualify again or two, I think he can, he can be pretty, you know, maybe 10 places higher on this list.
1: Uh, number 25.
0: This is one of the most intriguing guys in the field. He's another one that I don't know too much about. He's young. he's, He's, it's Luka Jukic from Serbia. His, him and his brother are both competing here and we'll get to Lazar later on. But, um, I think he's pretty young, and he's got uh, – does, does not, not have, have a ton of competition experience. I was – I mean, I that he uh, did as well as he did in the uh, – going against your brother and getting to train there is great, but he only did one – which was not a super stacked field. There were some good – he was 16th, and, uh, you know, if you – a lot of other guys in the field, like he barely snuck into the quarter – 50, second out of sixty qualifiers in Europe. He did finish third. In th- really don't know a ton about th- him. I've I talked to Lazar for a little bit, and sounds uh, to me like he's the less developed and less experienced, experienced version of his, his brother. And you know, he the fact that he's making it at this age is awesome. I think that he will be like. I think he's good enough to compete at the games. But if he finishes twenty fifth, I think uh, there's a good performance for him this year. How old is he? Twenty two or three. Damn. Got another one okay, of your boys 20. coming up next, Seva.
1: I saw him. I accidentally saw him. I accidentally saw him. What did we do? We just like to pick people to be on the Sevan podcast. We just pick people who are going to be in the bottom, the bottom 40.
0: <laughs> no, uh, no, no, Zach no, no. Watts. We've had a lot Zach of guys Watts. on the show, so, you know. Zach Watts. So similar to Guy Mejeros here. This is a guy who has similar lifting numbers to him. Top, top end could be top three if not winning that snatch event. If you were able to snatch 310 at the Mid-Atlantic and he said he had more, he probably is oh, not, not going to get to that event. event. And that's kind of, I think, is a loss. This is one of the things that's I would prefer. And I, I haven't seen the total programming. And so I I, I, will, I have to say that like until I see the total programming, I don't like making comments like this. But people love seeing heavy lifts. And when you have the heaviest lift coming after the cuts – Sometimes by nature, you just miss out on seeing the best lifters in the field. And if Zach and Guy don't get to participate in that snatch, then we probably won't see a 315 snatch. And I know that every fan of the sport would love to see that. So I would consider that a bit of a loss if those guys don't make it there. But it's going to be tough to make it there. It's a really good field. You'll see pretty much from this point on, these guys are very, very good. So I'm I'm actually feel like I'm ranking Zach pretty highly here. I think a lot of the workouts that have come out will favor a little bit of bigger, stronger athletes so far early in the weekend. Maybe not the swim event, the Housafel event, maybe not the Maybe not the So you start to see like he's probably gonna have this kind of and I don't ultimately like I don't think it's, it's gonna be enough to get him, him to, get him him to get him the snatch, which is I I know no. he'll, if that happens, I know he'll be really bummed about it.
1: I, I'd like to see Zach's uh, confidence skyrocket. The little bit of interaction we had with him, I don't think he knows how good he is. He Maybe wants we find out he's a
2: killer swimmer or
1: something. He wants it. Man, he wants it. Okay, number
0: 23. Or 23 not? should be Baden Brown. Is that right? He's there. Yep. So, um, phenomenal athlete, really out of, all, uh, he competed in both of the Australian cross sanctionals. He was second, the first year, third, the second and third at those two competitions. He did compete at Dubai, when, which is not that great. He got off to a pretty bad start at the semi consistent long term events of- are probably not his forte, but everything else he's, he's good. And so I think he can, you know, be flirting with middle of the pack in this field. Um, he has been to the games twice before, but they were each of the last two years. And he actually had, he's one of those really excited to see in 2019, and he didn't make it out of the first cut event. So we didn't get to see anything from him at all, and he basically got no experience from that. Last year, he was 11th in the online version. That's pretty good too, but again, no actual experience in live competition at the games, despite for all practical purposes or realistic purposes. It's kind of like his rookie season in this game's competition. Um, so if, bait, you know, good finish for him this year, he is, he's I see 20, 26 years old. So he's could definitely have some years ahead of him. He's pretty, he's, he's a, he's a good guy. He's well-rounded, but I don't see the home runs. I see a couple bad events for him early on. So I think it's, this would be a, you know, about appropriate spot for him.
1: Brian, so you're saying this guy got 11th in the games last year and this year you're ranking him at,
0: Twenty-three. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I don't think thirty guys in the field last year. They and they weren't the thirty fittest guys on earth because the season got cut short, and guys who'd been, you know, a lot of them qualified through the open is how it ended up happening. And I know that people who do well in the open can also do well at the games, but there's also people who do well at the open that don't ever make it to the in the old format. And it wasn't. I would say. Relative to most years, definitely relative to this year, in my opinion, uh, it was also only you know seven events. Three of them were mono structural events. They're kind of the handstand hold and in the, in the row, and and I told you he's not that good at long events. So the fact that five of the workouts were less than seven minutes last year is beneficial for him.
1: Ouch. Okay, number twenty-two, Sean. Tune. That's
0: not it. A- <laughs> it's just a fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sean Sweeney
1: in fact it's going to hurt yep
0: so like I said now we're getting into this realm right here where we're looking at the cut line and Sean Sweeney and some of the next couple guys you're going to see I view going to be the guys right there um, Sean should get off to a pretty good weekend I think he's going to do great in the water possibly even top five uh, I think he'll be able to flip the pig I think he'll be able to sled. I think he'll be mm, average on the run in the handstand but I think he'll be inside the top 20 at some point early in the competition. Um, he has been to four. In 2019, he was 24th, so he almost he was pretty far in the cuts. But in 2018, he was 22nd, and that's kind of the one I'm looking at. So he has that experience, and it's right in this realm being here. I think that the games field this year in terms of depth and caliber is similar, but he has a little bit more experience than some of these guys. So I put him kind of at the back end of the more but definitely with the opportunity to make the cut, and I think that actually just he's he's very good with the fans and the crowd, and I think it would be awesome if he makes it through the cut. So he's right there flirting with it in, in on my rankings.
1: What's the highest he's ever finished in the CrossFit Games?
0: Twenty uh, second, twenty fourth, and thirtieth are his three previous finishes at the games.
2: Wow.
1: Okay, number twenty one, Tim Paulson.
2: Oh, that's good.
0: That is. Were you going to ask something about Sean?
2: I just want to know he's going to wear his cowboy hat during the swim. Yes.
0: It's a starting <laughs> line. Uh, Paulson. So uh, making his fifth games appearance, he was 14th. On, so you like Biden Brown. He missed the cut in, in first cut the year before that. And his previous finishes were 29th and 19th. So we, those are the two years, 2017 and 2018 that I'm kind of looking at. He's 31 years old, but there's a lot of older guys in the field. And I don't think that that's too old to be detrimental to him. He says he's healthier than he's ever been coming into this games. He's,
2: Okay. who him away of it. from him?
0: So when he's done it a couple of times, he's gonna be ready. He'll know how to manage his body and his week. He does have a a young kid, but his whole family will come here and be supportive of him in that realm. So I think he will have every opportunity to make it. I have him just here one spot out of that kind of cut position. But Can't very be- close to twentieth comes come Friday night, Saturday morning. He
2: he Go blew ahead. that rope climb event in twenty twenty nineteen too, and I think he's got an axe to grind, man. So I I'm a big Tim Paulson fan. I hope uh I think he can squeeze up there.
1: Is he the biggest guy uh competing this week?
0: Um uh, he, he second he, second or third heaviest, yeah. Maybe th- Oh, who who's bigger than him? Fikowski. Yeah,
2: Fikowski and Hopper, yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah, Tim has incredible presence. I I, I I'm always impressed when he makes it this far cuz he is enormous.
2: Well, he, he, he performs on gymnastics movements much better than you'd think. When you look, you're like, this guy's going to get upside down and just do one handstand push up. But
0: he has uh, short he has arms. More... That's why his, his Instagram is T Rex Paulson. His wingspan is less than his height. So um, the gymnastics stuff for a guy that big is generally favorable for him.
2: Oh, I love that you know that.
1: Yeah, that, that's a trip. He, um, he looks more Paul Bunyan than CrossFit athlete. Yeah, man, he's a Viking
0: killer. And it's um, Jake Cr- compared to yes, the next guy,
1: number twenty, Jay Crouch. We just did a interview with him that I think that went up this morning.
0: I'd say this is a bit of a, a risky pick for me to put him ahead of guys like Tim and Sean. Doesn't have the experience. Um, you know, some of these workouts aren't um, aren't amazing for him. But I think he's. I kind of. I think he's like Zach Watts, better than he knows. You know when he was when we talked to him and he said none of these workouts at Torian Pro were really good for me. Still was one point away from winning the competition. And I mean, look, there's like there's good guys in Australia that didn't make this competition, like James Newberry and Con Porter and Luke Fiso and a couple other guys. So um, I think Jay is uh, going to surprise some people this week. I think he's going to have a lot of performances in the 10 to 20 range, and if he's able to do that consistently through the first couple of days of competition last couple days and I, that would i think would be Jay
1: crouch is also poster boy material for uh crossfit squeaky clean
2: he's got a hell of a like he's got a crazy cut up haircut
1: you want to watch me stumble through a interview there's nothing to talk about with this guy except like <laughs> just dandelions and puppy dogs
2: Jay uh, crouch yeah
0: Your girlfriend is coaching him this week it's maddie sturt and she's been uh, so he's got a little bit of his coach's rock. He'll be checking in with him. So he's got a lot of experience in his corner to help guide him through.
2: And he's a, form, he's a, he's a really successful team athlete, too. And I think they have better headspace coming over to individual. Like Vellner is a good example of that.
1: Well, Vellner was a team athlete? Yeah. He was. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. I feel like that. Wait, what do you explain that Hobart? I feel like that's just some like some sort of bias to validate your oh, it's twilight th-
2: years on the team. It's a thousand percent bias, but I will say my competitive mental headspace got way better after team because you got to learn how to deal with other people's shit, not just your own, and um, that really makes you check your own. I think I think it really helps your own personal headspace way more. Number 19, if you're a good team athlete, you're good. Saman, team didn't, Saman didn't like that.
1: No, I did like that. I did like that. And you were a good team athlete. I just have to keep moving forward. When you guys say stuff, I actually hear you and listen. I just pretend to not acknowledge you. Fair. Uh, Number 19, Will Morad. God, he got huge over the last 10 years, huh?
0: Will Morad is... I believe he's one of the fittest guys on earth, and he's just never 100% healthy. Um, He's been to the game twice before. In 2014, his rookie year... Edible. Incredibly difficult Central East Regional. He made it, ended up taking 14th at the games, which was a great finish that year. Back until 2019, and he made it into the top 10. So he made it through all the cuts. Now there were he got injured, and so he was basically limping on one hamstring through. So we didn't get to see. He I think he would have actually done like maybe fifth, have six that year if he'd been healthy. Obviously, would be a, a great finish to have, but into semifinals, and he was healthy enough to some back problems this year. Um, so, even here at eight, his lowest ever games finish in three appearances, and obviously, I, um, he's an interesting guy. Like, I, But he could, could also push for top 10. So, so, I think, I think he's got, got possibly the biggest range of finishes of anyone in the field.
2: That's
1: super. Uh, there, that's exciting. There is. Say that again, Hobart. Sorry.
2: Oh, it's just exciting, but I do think too, like being healthy is part of your fitness. So.
1: That uh, in that 2014, the year he made it out of the Central East Regional, there's a behind the scenes on that too, which he played a, I think, a pretty big role in. I think Rich was there also, right? Was that the only three year? Not sure. <laughs> But he was a very impressive athlete, not just as a crossfitter, but he was an incredible mover. Number
0: 18. What? Okay. Oh, 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I you did one
1: say Willmore at 18, but we didn't correct you. We just let you just roll with that.
0: My bad, my bad. Number 18.
1: Alexander Caron. I know you like to say his name. Sorry, Brian. Go ahead.
0: Alexander Caron. The N is silent. Or kind of silent. But, uh, yeah, so Got there are six Canadian men in the field. <laughs> this is the first one to pop up on my list. And I put up a post on Instagram a couple, maybe a week ago, that said, which of the Canadian men do you think is going to do the best? Because this is a super strong contingency of Canadian guy In sixth place in his rookie year in 2018, when he had to withdraw due, due to an injury from slipping on a wet platform during the CrossFit, get to see his potential that year. 2019 didn't made it. And finished sixteenth in the online format. So he's one of these guys that's been there a couple times, but never really been there and had the, the whole thing. He has put himself out there and competed in some of the better competitions. He was sixteenth in Dubai, eighth at Rogue, and sixth at Mayhem. So he's got some competitive competitive experience, uh, making it through the Atlas. Um, the other five African- competing guys, which are still coming up on this list, but he was able to make it in second place uh in the last chance qualifier and i think that he's he's poised for a top half finish i think he's pretty good
1: so you're saying this guy he was how many events in was he in 2018 when he was in sixth
0: place when he slipped on the platform uh they'd only at that point done the crit
1: and what was his injury from slipping on the platform
0: his knee he blew out his knee it's actually pretty gross to watch
1: holy cow number 17 was the platform wet was it sweat
0: it was raining It's the it was controversial outside? if they should have been going on yeah they, they were doing outs they, they were trying to drive the platforms and whatever but they pushed for he's, yeah.
2: he's still finished with a, a 1205 total in 2018 that's in, that's insane <laughs> that's a top 10 that's yeah, a top he's, 10 he's,
1: really, he's a very
0: player. smart oh. he's number top.
1: 17 andrew mudslinger
0: nope that's not it at all Adrian Mun, Oh Adrian wow, I, mean, I he's similar to Will Moore coming into the semifinals I thought he had a knee injury and I I picked him not to make the games which I would admit was a bit disrespectful given his um uh-huh. he's been to the games 3 times he was 8th in 2009 through all the cuts he was 16th in 2018 and in his first year his rookie year was 34th so he obviously learned from that came back he's 28 28- of his career and the people that I've spoken to that know him uh up- my prediction of putting him outside the semi and that he is very to prove mm-hmm. you wrong so I got him here at 17th I believe and, and rightfully so that he can- top, top 10 finish but um, yeah 17 and, and we'll see. see he was hoping to see a bike you know, rank- he's the best biker in the, in the field so if a biking would be good for him especially if it's before the cuts They'll do
1: biking. They can't resist, don't you think? Hobart? I don't be biking. I don't know. Well, here's
2: I'd the like thing. to see biking.
0: They got they've already announced three of the first four events. I don't think that the nightcap event is gonna be a biking event. Bit. They're starting with uh with event five, which was the uh we was a skier rope climb event in the Hoosaville bag. And then yeah. we don't know what they are before eight, and I just have to assume it's going to be in the Coliseum, and it's not going to be a bike event. It can be yep. a bike event. So if he wants a bike event, he's probably going to have morning. Is my guess.
2: Have well, they why ever, can't it be event number six or seven? Have they ever combined a bike event with something else, like a like a gymnastic movement or weightlifting movement?
0: Yeah, last year they had bike yeah, r- ten rounds of something, t- meter bike with a one legless rope climb.
2: Yeah, the legless rope climb. Okay.
1: I'll also
0: there's going to be no road biking at the games this year. That's my inclination.
1: Ah, they got to, they got to, they can't resist. Once they end They're, they're like, they they, 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 once he puts something in like that, I think we'll see it every year.
2: Munwiles, he's a, Adrian Munwiles are wild animal too, man. Watching him compete is so fun. I think he's, he's, I hope he does well.
1: What are you calling his last name? Munwiser? Munwiser. Like it's Munviller. Munviller. Sorry. Thanks, dad. And I'm going to get Sorry, rank Adrian. him as uh, the third nicest body we've seen in these photos, Adrian uh, Munn Bieler. Okay, number 16, Alex Vigneault.
0: And Vigneault, uh, been at the games three times. 11th, the next year he was 9th. And then in 2019, he got cut, which is one or two spots away from Fikowski. He's a new dad, he's a police officer. Trains he trains on his own. He is, I think, fired up to be back at the games. He's, uh, he's, you know, there's a lot of guys in the 28, 29, 30 age. Against a lot of these guys a bunch of times. He did no sanctionals in terms of live competition. He hasn't had, um, but he's pretty solid across the board. No sky, but, but uh, very few things that he can. I think he can have a lot of top half finishes. Including an overall finish in the top half, so I got him here. What, what do you say, fifteenth, sixteen? I also think that he's the first
1: first dark horse um, we've seen. I think this guy can really um, shake up the pack. I think that when he came on the crossfit scene, people were thinking that he could be the next golden child. This guy. Hold on,
0: is, hold on. Uh, my helmet on before the next pick.
1: Okay. This guy, this guy is the real deal, Alex Vigneault. Number 15, as Brian puts on his helmet. Oh, BKG. No way. I don't know. He said helmet. I just thought Viking. Number 15. What? Whoa. That's why you got to put your helmet on. Okay. You're out of your fucking mind, Brian. <laughs> Let me tell you something. He's going to win an event just based on his seniority. Seniority. Travis Mayer, Number 15. That, yeah. Would that so, be the lowest he's ever finished in the game? What's the lowest he's ever finished in the games?
0: 29th in his rookie year. Then, okay. 12th, 12th, 12th and 19th. This, his ranking this, is about rel- relative to his. Basically, what, what I'm it. saying here is I think that this games field is top 10. heavy than some of those other fields were. Davis is, 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 like, he definitely has top 10 potential said all four of those guys that finished in the top four there, which was Hopper, Panchik, Maderos, and Mayer, have top ten potential. And that was the first week of semifinals. Obviously, we needed to see the rest of it play out. If Travis finished in the top ten, I would not be surprised. He trains with I think they blow, blow for blow on a lot of different workouts and events. This is like now we're really to me like now we're really getting. Team guys out. are all at the top. I believe that they, they can. Not just do well, but but or win at the games. So I got Travis here. He will he will be if he sees this, he will be very motivated. He's he believes he's the top ten in the world.
1: And punch you in the throat is what he's going to do. Number fourteen.
0: <laughs> is he up there?
1: Yes, Jeffrey Adler. Is this the first guy we've seen who went to the games last year?
0: Yeah, and there's only three. Is only. But, but <clears throat> Jeffrey Adler was fifth last year at the game. I, I dinner with him last life. night. Incredible guy. Him and his coach, Carol. Both very, very, very good ambassadors of the sport. They own an affiliate and a job. They uphold movement standards to the. He's one, one, one of the only guys, the- guys in the field that doesn't use Olympic lifters, and he's no. else. He's uh, won the Open before, actually. Yes, he did. Um, yeah. wow. And he's. Uh, um, I, I think that that you know, he he was 2019. And, and he's had, had some kind of up and down finishes. Years 19th in Wadapalooza, 13th, eighth at Dubai, in a really good field in 2019, 20. That fifth place finish, no dis, no disrespect to Adler. Format, but I think it was more indicative of the format than his fitness relative to the rest of the field. If he's able, like if he's able to do it, words on that. But until I see him do a fifteen and place in the top ten at the games, I still don't.
1: I'd like to interview him. We haven't interviewed him, right?
0: We have not, and he, yeah, he'd be great to talk to.
2: He yeah. He and his coach. Uh, they own CrossFit Wonderland. They're uh, she's she's amazing. He's awesome.
0: That's CrossFit a cool story. Wonderland. They what both. What that At the games in 2016, and three years later, he was on the competition floor, and she was coaching it.
2: Yeah, and oh, she's done. Cool. Uh, she's done translating for seminar staff, and uh, super super awesome crew.
1: What language? What language?
2: French. They're up in uh, Montreal, right? No, I think so.
1: Yes. Yes. French. All right, number 13, the great Saxon panchick.
0: So this will be his fourth time competing at the Games, and he's only 25 years old. It's a pretty impressive resume. He was 19th in his rookie year, ninth in his second year. That was 2019, so he made the cuts, and he basically finished last because Will Moore had finished the weekend in 10th with an injured hamstring, and he was uh, 21st last year in the online uh, version. He didn't win a single event at Granite Games, Granite Games beating Chandler Smith, which was, to me, was a, because I was expecting Chandler to win that competition. If Chandler guy, thinks he can win the games, top five at the games, which a lot of people do, I wanted to see that dominance there from him. And instead, it was Saxon that was running the show from beginning to end of the weekend. I don't know if he's a top ten game, um, um, but I think he can push for it. He's very consistent. He's very sticks. And, uh, yeah, I mean, to me, this is a, uh, that's reflective of the fact that I really respect him as a, as a an net
1: and maybe two of the greatest training partners to ever be, you know, to, to, maybe the best training trio in, in games history, at least, at least deserves an honorable mention being that he's training with, uh, Scott and his brother, Scott and Spencer.
2: Spencer.
1: Spencer, what's <laughs> wrong with you, Bro- Brian? When I, when, I, when I stutter, you guys just throw something in there, just throw a name in there. It's it's this is like ad libs. I just wanted to watch well. you
2: be uncomfortable for a second. That's what I was really trying to do. Let's I knew it was we well together. You guys just
1: like we can <laughs> share each other's senses, like you know. Um, Brian, there was some, one thing I missed here. You. you said he'd been to four games, but the only placements I heard you mention were 19th, 9th, and 21st.
0: What was no, the, this will be his fourth. There?
1: This will oh, be his fourth. fourth. Okay, my bad. All right, I'd love to see him do well. I'm 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 interested in getting into uh him becoming a fan of Saxons. I want to be a fan. Uh number twelve. Lazar. Wow. wow. Lazar is well, one, one of the most
0: fascinating men at the field for me this year. He's 25 years old. It'll be <laughs> his first time competing at the Games. He in 2019 he qualified as Serbia's national champion and turned down the opportunity to come because he felt like he wasn't ready. A lot of people think that a lot of national champions they all showed up to compete anyway. He was No, not played a German throwdown, excuse me, but he really, really stands out to me in his resume is that in 20 seasons, he was 11th and 5th. Res- the year that he was 5th in Dubai, the podium was Velner, Roman Krennikov, BKG, and then him. He's very good... Swimmer, he's very good aerobically. Very, very good. good on high-volume wall balls, uh, rowing. He's, he's won me. open workouts before. Gymnastics is not an issue for him. I actually I don't, don't know what an issue for him is, except for maybe like strength. strength but he's strong. strong. Lazard, I think, he's very good. I think he's poised to be in the conversation for, um, for Rookie of the Year this year, depending on a couple other placements uh, on the, both the men's and women's side, really. Uh, and he's, uh, yeah, I I mean, I could be way off on this one, but I, I think he's, I think he's up there. Um, I think he's up there.
1: You just got the phrase pain, pain cave hero popped in my head the way you described him that this guy, this guy can, yeah,
0: he he knows how to hurt, how to fight. And he's, he's tough. He's tough. I will be, I'm happy he's in the field. He's a type. And I'm real. I'm like I said. I'm really excited to watch him compete this week.
1: <laughs> Outside of Colton Mertens, I think the most confident person we've had on the podcast is number eleven Samuel Quenoyer.
0: And man, I was, I was him in the top ten. I won't be surprised if he finds his way into the top ten. But I kind of, I need to. Um, he uh. At the Atlas Games, he was online. He was trying to compete live. I think he's went worldwide in the Open. Obviously, that's incredible. Eighth a lot It was the one year he competed there, and then he had he twenty second at Mayhem. It was a really, honestly, a pretty poor performance relative to what yeah. he expects of himself and what I would expect from him this year. I think in the last couple years, changed his training a little, increased the volume, which seems to seems sounds like it's a good thing. So I think he can make a push for the top 10. I'm just having to put him.
1: And uh, from talking to him, my words, not his, it seems like he has gleaned, gleaned, gleaned some of the uh, Froning mojo that he, he, he wears that mayhem empire uh, training with pride and that he'll have a lot to prove. What will be interesting with him and Jason Hopper will be how they react, how their confidence will be influenced by events that don't go well and that is going to be very interesting for Samwell and uh, hopper number 10 here we go well before we get to number 10 uh, james you had said basically that like in the beginning of this podcast that number to, to make it to the games you you quoted the great sean woodland the voice of crossfit you had said that uh what did you say something about you don't know how hard you don't know how good you have to
2: be the- to suck at the crossfit games yeah, you don't I think know that's how, what he said. Yeah.
1: So, and then and then after that, you followed up with, like, the top 20 is, like, really, like, I don't remember how you described it, but you were describing it as even more elite. Like, this is
2: a crazy group of dudes. So, do you have anything you want to say about these top 10 guys? I Honestly, I just think it's the same thing. It's, like, they just don't falter. Like, everybody's always, like, well, the game throws weird stuff in there, and it's just, like, those top guys don't falter on the weird stuff. Brian's gone.
1: Oh, but um, show's over. Good. I got to take my second P of the game of the uh, show.
2: Yeah, that was always unless you had someone like. I mean, even with like you look at Matt and that that top ten, they're separated by like when they get into those events, just small little differences. Um, the margins of error are really small, and it's just like the the big stuff doesn't trip them up. You know, people look at events like, oh, I, I haven't been training that, and you know they just. You know, maybe they get a tenth on this—the weird swim or the Hoosafelt stone or the Totobar bar run—but it's like that stuff doesn't throw them out that much. It's just—it's just crazy how broad their fitness level is.
1: How's that, Dwayne? I just cleaned my glasses. Someone commented, "My OCD really wants to clean someone's glasses." I, I, it sucks because I'm using my T-shirt too, and I'm scratching the shit out of them. I like I that shirt. This. Thank you. And number one, Brian, we did uh nine, we did ten through nine. And number one is Yeah, yeah. Tell me who it is. Number ten, Yana, <laughs> Yana Kosky. Where did you go, Brian? where did you go?
0: Uh the internet hotel just stopped working, so I, I did you panic
1: I, I, or were you cool about it? Were you just like, oh, it doesn't matter if it's live. Were you cool or did you panic?
0: I broke I broke my external monitor. I stubbed my toe. <laughs> uh Um, Number 10, Janikowski. A lot of people think Janikowski can actually uh, podium this year or finish top five and improve and have his best performance ever at the games. I am a huge fan of Janikowski. He's phenomenal. um, And I think pound for pound, size for size, one of the best CrossFit athletes in the modern era. Uh, I just have a suspicion he's not healthy. And that's kind of been his MO um, in the last couple years. He's just always... Just not quite there, and like James said, like being the best means that you have to be able to perform at the best. And if you, I've seen some pictures that his, and videos that his girlfriend's posted recently, and he's all taped up, his shoulders all taped up, and it's just like, man, I want to see this guy at a hundred percent without any injuries coming to the games, and I don't know that we're going to get that this year from him. I had him a little higher originally, but uh, <clears throat> something just tells me that he's not he's not at full capacity and. Can you see the rest of the guys on this list? I mean, you gotta, you gotta, gotta have it all weekend long if you want to beat these guys.
1: Didn't he pull out of the games once?
0: That was in 2016. I think he was. Um, they'd gone to the ranch. They did the events there, and then the next day, <clears throat> they only had one event. It was ocean swim, 500 meter ocean swim, and he's the best swimmer in the field. So he did that workout, cashed three thousand dollars, and then withdrew from the event. But he's got this is his seventh time competing at the games. He's finished inside the top 10 three different times. So, uh, but the other three times he was thirty seventh, fortieth, and thirty second. So he's got the most up and down games resume that you can have, really. Those even
2: years, right? It's years that crush him? No, no. I was just trying to see it as a pattern. Yeah. Oh.
1: If um, this one is a good year or bad year. One of the most difficult things to see when you're down there close to these athletes is when they pull out of the game. So when the media is down there with athletes and someone pulls out, it is brutal. You have an you're almost too close to something that is very, very painful because nobody wants to pull out. Um, how do you win the ten thousand dollars from Reebok for the swim
2: event? I think you got to get
0: wear, the Reebok flippers.
2: You wear shoes, man. You wear some Reeboks.
1: What What are the rules on that? Can you wear shoes in the water, or you have to be barefoot?
2: It's probably. I I bet there's a rule that says you have to be barefoot.
1: You too. So, so
2: that, that, I hope that
0: there's a finish line right, like right afterwards, and that Yonikoski just puts a pair of Reeboks outside the water. I don't even know. He might be sponsored by another. And he just gets out, slips them on, and runs across the finish line wearing them. That would be, dude,
1: that would be brilliant. Or, or what, what if like you're just, you're another, let's say you're a Noble or Whoop or whatever the other shoe companies are, and you, and
2: you, and
1: and you, and you, (laughs) and, and you win and you win and you know you're ahead someone should you should all everyone should do that just carry a pair of Reeboks out there with them and then at the last minute throw on the the Reeboks if they're up up enough uh number nine this is getting good Brian
0: yeah this is where we're we're starting to get into it
1: this is where people are going to hate you yep perfect I got your back Woo! that's a man Chandler Smith my god great photo Ryan (coughs)
0: Chandler Smith, phenomenal uh, phenomenal uh athlete, obviously, ton of potential, two years games experience. Both were the last two years, so he barely misses the cut in 2019, finishes in 15th. We don't get to see him finish the weekend. 2020, online version, misses by one spot and a less than a handful of points. I think it was maybe two or three points of making it to the final five. So he's got a sixth and a 15th on his resume, but he's never done more than seven events in one game season. At the Granite Games, like I said, I was looking for him to win that and win it emphatically against what I considered to be the weakest semifinal field in North America. He did not. He took second to to, San, to Sachs and Panchik. But when he's uh, he's competed at Rogue both years, and he's got a fourth and fifth place finish at Rogue against that's when Fraser was in the field. We know Fraser's not in the field, so that's a relative third and fourth place finish. And guys, the really good guys show up to that competition. But I think that this year's games field is stronger than either of the Rogue fields that year. I think a top ten finish would be. Um, expected for Chandler and pretty much every spot up the la- the ladder from 10th is a good accomplishment for him. If he finishes inside the top five, like I think he's got a narrow range of finishes like six to 10. I think top five would be tough for him, but I think he's a pretty good bet for a top 10 finish.
1: What number game is this for him?
0: Third in a row. So, so after, no, this, he, so after this year, could
1: he make, I don't remember seeing him in your all time, in your all time best list. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. So after this year, maybe we'll consider it. I think we'll we'll have to run that back at some point after this year because I think a lot is riding on this year for a lot of guys. Okay. So,
1: okay. So he wasn't on your list. Correct. Okay. Sorry, I'm texting texting and podcasting at the same time. Um, number 8 Cole Sager.
0: Yeah, and this is also his eighth year at the Games. He's 30 years old. He's one of these guys that's 30-plus that has a chance to get on the podium this year. I do believe that could have his best season at the Games um, if everything goes right for him. Especially the notable thing to me is he's beaten Noah Olsen the last two times that they lined up in competition against each other, which was this year at the West Coast Classic and then the last time that we had Wadapalooza, where he actually tied Vellner on points and lost on a tiebreaker. And there's very, very few people who have ever beaten Vellner in a live competition outside of the 2019 games. So Cole has the potential to hang with the best in the world and beat some of the best in the world. Obviously Noah was second one year and he was in the top five last year. So when I say that we're getting into the thick of it here and I talk about guys like Yonikoski and Samuel Cornway and saying like, if they want to have their best finish ever, these are the caliber of athletes that they're going to have to beat. Um, Cole has very few weaknesses. He's incredibly mentally tough. He knows how to navigate the weekend of the games having done it many times in the past and he's the type of guy who usually gets better as the weekend goes on so look for cole to be inside the top 10 i've, I've got him at eight
1: is this um, chandler's um training
0: with uh ben bergeron now right yep so they're on the same contingency the same same team so to speak this year
1: is this is this chandler's first competition um since he's been training with bergeron
2: uh well, well grant atlas games, games. Uh, Granite Games. game sorry
1: and, and and how did he do there? Second. Who took first?
2: Saxon Pancheck.
1: Okay. God. You, and
2: you, then Brian, you, you're talking to me
1: like I should memorize that shit. I know. Sorry. Me. You
2: were just trying to create conversation. I'm just fired up. I just, you know, Brian did say that was the weakest um, qualifying event, <laughs> which is devastating. Ouch. You don't think Chandler Smith was just sort of like doing that thing where, you know, he's.
0: This Not is a good point. For it. This is a good point because Bergeron's athletes in general, in general, always pre- pre- prepare for the games and expect to make the games. So when when talking about any of his athletes, you have to keep in mind that their their relative fitness could be a lot better now than it was uh, six weeks ago. He seems there's to be very athletes, good at prepping them for that.
1: There's some athletes. I don't want to use the word cursed, but I just I don't know what the word is. Cursed is way too strong. But I just don't think um, – as, as much as I would love to see Chandler do well and Koski do well, I just for some reason don't think – I just don't see it. I just – I see them as um,
0: – So you think these are good places for them or do you think I have them too high?
1: Yeah. No, no, no. I think – to be honest with you, I think everything you've done so far is amazing from my limited knowledge locked up in the Three Plane Brothers empire <laughs> <and> palatial estate. <laughs> Um, okay, number seven, Justin Maderos, the young, the young lad.
0: Yeah, so Justin Maderos skyrocketed is, our
1: podcast ratings. Justin, thank you, Give you a big Justin pitch. Medeiros, nice see you.
0: obviously phenomenal guy. He's also the technically the defending champion. Fraser's out and Quant is out, so he's the highest finishing place uh, ranking man from last year's games. Um, this is only his second time competing at the games, and if you look at his resume of comp- live competition. He goes back to regionals as a young teenager. He he placed in the teens in California Regional two times. He went to Wadapalooza, He was seventeenth. He went to Granite Games. He was fourth. He was in line to win that competition, but he didn't really know how to maneuver a sandbag well. Just lack of experience. He shows up at Filthy One Fifty, the kick off the sanctional, well the sanctionals, and he wins it. And he beats some great athletes there, and Roman Krennikov, and Sean Sweeney, and Tim Paulson, and Will Morad, and suddenly. And Tommy Marquez had, had his had Madero's pegged as one to watch for two years prior to that. And obviously with good reason. What's the light on for?
1: What's going on? Uh, we're at number seven with uh, Brian and Hobart. Hey, I just called to tell you next time
2: don't fucking do that again. Next time you do a podcast with me, stay focused, man.
1: Don't Talk don't to, don't answer. Don't, your, ask
2: you, don't ask me about friends. Don't ask me about fucking family. Don't ask me about anything but the games. Stay focused, all
1: right. So you're blaming me for why right. our our podcast went shitty earlier today? You got one chance. You got
2: one more chance. I'm gonna give you one podcast tomorrow, and if you fuck it up, you're not gonna get any more during the game. I'll give him to the I'll give him to the fucking buttery bros. <laughs> oh wow. All right. Are we clear? Oh, Are we- God. Buttery, God. the buttery Castro. Uh, you know what I so- like about Dave is he's really big on second chances.
1: Yeah, that's good. No, he normally isn't big on singing. I think he shit the bed on the podcast today. He was I think he was mean to me and he feels bad and instead of taking um responsibility for it, he's blaming me. I just I like that. <laughs> uh okay, sorry Brian. Number 7 Maderos. Oh what what's interesting here is is that uh, there, there could be a contradiction we're hearing he's the number one contender you're saying he's the best dude in the field and in, in, in one side you're one way you're saying because of his placement last year but then you have him placed at number seven that's right so in a way you're either saying that the other guys got so much better or he got worse or that um you're fanboying and there's guys you like better than him no none of that
0: I can appreciate all of those uh, sentiments and uh, attempts to bring me down, but no, it's none of those things. I think he's improved, and I think all the guys ahead of him have improved, and I think that you know he's gonna do well this week. I just don't think he's gonna beat any of these next six guys.
1: Some guy I, wrote, "Um, Paul, Paul." I, I heard you by the way. Some guy named Paul Fendler. You didn't answer the question. Said, "Fuck Dave Castro." And so then I can write, I can right click like shit to do to him. I can, I can make him a moderator. <laughs> or I can or I can hide hide this user. Or I can put I can even put him on a timeout. Put him on a timeout. <laughs> I could remove them. I could report. It's so funny. No,
2: just nah, t- t- it's time good. out him a little bit. No. James, James do you think
0: I've missed the boat with Medeiros here? You think he's better than this?
2: No, I just I'm just I'm just getting a vibe on how I feel like you discount last year's performance by somewhere around like 30 to 40 percent. Like if you competed last year and where you finished, you get like a 30% discount on last
0: that's a fair that's a fair thing to say and it and honestly it might even be more than that the 30 percent could just come from the fact that the field was 30 instead of 40 and there's a quarter of the field missing it could come from the fact that you know 10 guys who would usually be at the games hadn't had a chance to qualify for the games yet because covid canceled the season it could come from the fact that it was an online competition we've never had an online competition at the games before and there were only seven events and it's been 10 years since, or 11 years since we've had a, a games with that few number of events to prove yourselves. So obviously, in some of those years, there were cuts, but all of those things can combine to say that I'm not taking away from the guys who placed that. They earned that spot last year, given the circumstances. They had the same circumstances as everyone else once making the games and they outperformed them. I want to see what those guys, the Medeiros and Adler can do this year against a full field and a more robust test.
2: Mm. No I think that's I think that's fair from Medeiros. you do and like i yeah, I do I do I think he's um super well rounded and I don't think he's going anywhere in the sport and it's like if he finishes seventh this year, next year he finishes fifth like i don't I don't think it's like you know I think there are some athletes where you're just gonna who have been competing a while, they're going to do well but they're just you know if they kept competing they're going to be nineteenth or twentieth for a very long time, but I think you know he's one of those guys where he's I really think he's only
0: going to get better. Let me show, Bye. let me give you, show you a, a quick stat about him. So he was 73rd worldwide in the open this year. He had 1,440 points on 21.4. He had 1,367 points. Yeah. So he does have a hole in his game. It's strength relative to the best in the world. And we haven't seen anything announced yet that's really testing strength in the capacity that he struggles in. So there's a lot of events here that do well, but I'm expecting him to get to do all 15 events and I'm expecting three or four of those events where he'll have relatively worse finishes than the next six guys were about to say on their worst events.
1: Um, would you be surprised if Justin Medeiros won the games?
0: I included Justin Medeiros as one of the four people who I think actually has a chance to win the games. And I did that because he's in the category of, I don't know how good he is yet because I haven't seen him in a competition like this based on his previous competitions. He's shown capacity to win events and, and to win competitions and to excel in competitions. He's very young. I still think he's getting better. He's got a great relationship with his coach, Adam Neifert, who has a ton of experience. He's got Matt Fraser in his corner. He's been able to train with him and learn some lessons from him this year. There are a ton of good things pushing towards Medeiros having the potential to eventually win the games. I think it's too soon this year, but I did include him in my top four in terms of the possibility of winning the games.
2: His
1: haircut is ass. Do you think Matt... I agree with you.
2: Do you think Matt's conveying any real technical information that's beneficial or is it more of just like having someone like Matt Frazier say to you, hey, man, you're really good. I believe you can do this. That really pumps athletes up. Or do you think he's really giving them some special secret sauce about the weekend?
0: I, I got to be super transparent here. I haven't spent enough time with the elite athletes having conversations like that to know if Fraser actually knows things and figured things out that other people didn't. But I think that it's fair to say that Fraser is as good as anyone has ever been at seeing a workout and maximizing his potential within that workout. And if he's able to give Medeiros a couple clues here and there, hey, when this thing pops up in a long workout and it's rowing, this is one, two things that I do that a lot, I don't think a lot of guys are doing. I think he can give them some tips like that, yeah.
1: Uh, let's ask you that question back, Hobart. I mean, you trained with the, the best in the biz was it was 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 Froning were you was he giving you um, uh, advice on strategy, tactics, training, et cetera, whatever the components are that would make you a better athlete, or was it primarily like you're in the presence of greatness and it's it's you're getting it through osmosis?
2: I mean, honestly, I think it was a little bit fifty fifty. I learned a ton just from like watching. I don't feel like I like we ever sat down and talked about like, workout strategy about things but you definitely learned you learned you learned more from watching how they trained than i think you did on how they competed but mm. number
1: six i like the tension it builds before the slide flips
2: <laughs> it kills me
1: bkg
0: Jurgman Carl Gubenson, one of the most consistent games athletes ever. Really, I mean, eighth, third, fifth, fifth, eighth, third. Those are his his last six games appearances. Prior to that, he has rookie season twenty sixth. Crazy. Um, <clears throat> he was. Uh, oh my god! Did I read the wrong thing?
1: There's no one to fact oh, check. That's you. So funny. Facebook is not tracking
0: this. Okay, this is funny. Shh. This is actually kind of funny. So the the stats that I gave for Maderos on twenty one point four were actually BKG's stats, but Madero's stats were almost identical in the fact that he had less than hundred points on the other three workouts, and then one thousand one hundred or one thousand sixty eight on that workout. So BKG also had this really outlier bad performance on the str- lifting event. Now we know he's not that strong. The reason why I don't have BKG any higher than than this. And I fear that he may actually possibly do worse than this. is I'm not convinced he's 100%. He did win his semifinal, but he didn't have a good performance relative to other people who did the semifinals, some of whom are on the list ahead of him here. If he's healthy, he's a podium threat. He's done it twice before. He's incredibly good. He's incredibly consistent. He has, uh, like, there was one year uh, where, uh, I think it was 2018 where his worst finish on the weekend was 21st. It was his only finish outside the top 20, and it was on the clean and jerk speed ladder where he missed advancing to the round of 20 by like a tenth of a second. Um, And all the guys were super close because the barbells were relatively light, and it was just about execution and jumping over the bar and maybe which foot crossed the line first. So when you're talking about a guy who can compete against 40 of the best and finish in the top half on every single workout, that's a guy that can podium at the games because he also has the potential to do really well on some workouts. So if he's healthy, he could do better than this. I'm suspe- suspicious of the fact that he's not at his optimal form this year, and so sixth is where I have him, understanding that that could be like plus or minus three or, based on his health. Um,
1: I'm disgusted by that lollipop in his mouth. He still has uh, that
0: same picture of him up there?
1: Number five, Paul Fendler.
0: <laughs> Just number moving five, on.
1: Paul Fendler.
0: <laughs> now, Paul Fendler is an interesting guy because I don't know him.
1: Oh, sorry. Uh, number five. Ooh, I love it. There's our boy Scott Panchik holding down the top your, five.
2: Your boy. He's not.
1: Okay. Your boy.
0: Before I say anything,
2: I would just—I just put BKG high. I mean, I get the health thing, but I just—I think BKG is back on the podium this year. But you know, what do I know? I'm just and you think jock. this is
0: a? You know, do you think this is a good spot for B for Panchik, or am I?
2: No, this is a great this
0: is a great spot, Scott.
1: Spot for Scott Panchik. Yeah, he's taking he's abusing Scott because of your placement at BKG. Scott's just a scapegoat.
0: Yeah. When, when we get to the podium, James, let me know who BKG is going to be on the podium instead of. Okay. But uh, in the meantime, and maybe you maybe you think I've got multiple people on the podium wrong. In the meantime, Scott Panchik. Yeah, the I mean he is one of the ambassadors of CrossFit. Ten years at the games inside the top six, seven different times at the games. I mean, it's an incredible, incredible resume. Never on the podium. I know there are a ton of people pushing and hoping they'll get on the podium this year. I kind of think this is actually the best version of Scott Panchik we've ever seen this season. He, I think that the, one of the best things that happened for him was going team and learning from Rich in that offseason. Rich used to be obviously a huge competitor of his, And people can maybe remember, and if they can't remember, they should go back and watch that epic battle that they had at Central East Regional. I think that was 2014, where Scott was like nipping at his heels on event after event after event. And Rich has rarely been pushed like that in competition. Scott has a tremendous capacity, tremendous strength, tremendous experience to draw on. He's a threat in this competition without a doubt. He'll think that this is his best chance to podium, rightfully so. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, I just think that the four guys that I have ahead of him are better than him. It's and I'm just do it. as simple as that.
2: I'm going to do a bias vote here, even though I'm a huge BKG fan. I think um, not enough people talk about this. I know the sports, the sport, but like Scott started an awesome grassroots competition that's CrossFit sanctioned. He's a big affiliate guy. Um, he's an amazing athlete. He's super nice. Like he's just the kind of athlete you want on the podium for a mi- million reasons. Um, Pat Sherwood once said to me, he said, "I met I've met great athletes." I've met, what did he say, very cool people or very good people. He says, you rarely meet people who are, you know, great performers and good people. And I think, you know, you want more Scott Panchecks in the games field on the podium. I will say that. You would be hard
1: pressed to find anyone who could talk shit about Scott if he won the CrossFit Games this year. Yeah. He took first place. I, I think pretty much everyone would be happy. But. Number four.
0: i got to get your reactions here before I say anything. <laughs>
1: Ooh, I like it, ma'am. James, who, who is it? It's Noah Olson. His confidence is
2: skyrocketing. Is that because of uh, his performance in spite of the year he's had or like the sacrifices? I mean, he said, you know, this is the hardest he's ever pushed for this year. The most he's given up for this year, I read in a recent Instagram post. I might be paraphrasing, but.
1: I'm, I'm going to just tell you real quick right now, put his, bo- his body gets in the top five too. I think I have five now. No one else better have. A
2: no, ball.
0: no. You're at four. You're at four. You still yeah. got one. I, one I would I'm sell impressed.
2: vital parts of my anatomy to have Noah Olson's torso <laughs> put yeah, on my, crazy. my legs, man.
0: Before I talk about Noah, Savan, I'm impressed. We've got three guys to go and you still have one guy left in your top five. You're doing really, really well.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah.
1: I'm Noah Olson,
0: too. uh, Noah Olson. Um, similar to Scott and BKG, he's, he's been around for a while. This is his eighth year at the games and you'll see most of these guys have in the top 10 have a lot of experience. And I think on the men's side, we're the, the experience is still going to carry this year. Um, yeah, Noah wasn't hundred percent going into the semifinal. I already talked about how he was unable to beat Cole Sager there. He was unable to beat Cole Sager at Wadapalooza. But Noah is this type of guy to me that he knows how to prep for the games and he knows how to bring a, just a step up his level a little bit more at the games than anything else. If you look at his sanctional finishes, third, 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 eleventh, and eighth. It's not. It's it's not great for a guy who has games finishes of second, fourth, sixth, fourth, eighth, eighth, and eighth. So. He does better at the games than outside competitions, and that's why I think that despite not winning the West Coast Classic, he'll beat Cole this weekend and be pushing for the podium. I have him missing it by one spot. I know a lot of people think he can podium. I know a lot of people think he can win. I think he's going to be right there knocking on the door, but I see Noah fourth.
1: Hobart, what do you think about this? By the way, there's a lot of great comments in the chat. Thank you guys for doing that. Um, so This is an interesting comment. Some guy named Chris said, um, sorry, he gets in his own way. And I kind of feel that I feel like Noah has everything to win. Like, I'm I, I'm I'm not saying he's jinxed or that he's just like a complete fucking, you know, shit show and like. But I mean, you know, the, the most obvious is when he dumped the wheelbarrow, or the year he came out in one of those final events too hot. I mean, but but I mean, the guy has everything, right?
0: He does. Yeah. There's. I mean, he's good in the water. He can run. He can, like, he's at. He's at least a, in the top half of everything. He can lift. Gymnastics is great. He can win events. Um, he's 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 excellent. His execution is good. He rarely he <clears throat> he does have this event every year where it seems like he doesn't just leave some points on the table, but leaves like a ton of points on the table and costs himself. I, I mean, I just listed off his event finishes six times in the top eight. I think I said, but. Um, those could all have been a little bit better if he hadn't had those just minor little hiccups and slip ups here and there <clears throat> and you just wonder for a guy who is getting ready to come to the games for his eighth time like when are you going to figure out that you don't have to win round one of the workout you need to win the workout you know so i'm hopeful that this year he's 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 going to turn that corner and maybe he'll ha- he won't have that slip up of an event even if he doesn't i'm not sure he can beat any of the top 3 guys
1: Hobart, oh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on strategy, I, mental prep, the non-tangibles.
2: I don't know. I'm thinking through it with Noah. I've, I've always been a big admirer of his progress as an individual athlete. You know, second, I agree on the, on the pacing thing because, you know, it does seem like he comes out way too hot early on. You know what I wonder with Noah and, like, I... That you know, he's got the whole like happy but hungry kind of thing, and and Noah is always seems really positive in interviews, and I wonder if he needs to like just turn that turn that nasty up a little bit, you know, like hey, I don't love all my fellow competitors that much right now, and maybe he doesn't when he's out. I imagine when he's on the floor, he doesn't feel that way, but maybe he's got to look left and right a little more often and be like, I got to smash him. I'm going to pace with him. I'm going to blast that guy out of the water. You know, like I don't know.
0: I, I've I don't, seen I've him. Been, I've seen him have that ferocity before some events, but I don't think he has it before every event. And I think that you're right. He needs to come into this competition aggressive and like not not aggressive in the sense of blowing up on the first round of a workout aggressive, but aggressive in the point in the force of I want to beat you, every one of you, and like carry that mindset through for five days.
2: Yeah, like every event, he's looking and like, "Hey, I got to knock that guy out." Great, he's down. I'm gonna go knock that guy out. You know, like, and and I've never really, I don't know Noah that well, so I've never sat down and talked to him about it. You know, I'm sure he has some of that because you're not that successful without it. But um,
1: I don't know. So, um, one year in Carson, I don't remember what year it was, maybe his third or fourth year. He for the first couple of days he was pretty serious, and then all of a sudden he lightened up, and he wasn't doing that well. And I said, "Hey, what's up? What happened?" And he goes, "I was trying to take the games more serious, and I just—it was hurting me. It's not who I am." And he went back to being way more like happy and and cracking jokes back there. So there is definitely a fine line, you know. I mean, I, I don't think that he is a legit veteran, yeah. and, I, and I and I know he's tried a lot of different um, tactics and working on himself to to get in the best—not only physical but mental mindset. There's no. Point to what I'm saying, just adding another data point. Number three. Jason Hopper. That's what I'm guessing. I guess. Wow. 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 I just, I'm surprised you put Fakowski ahead of Hopper. That means you think that Fakowski is past his prime and is getting old.
0: What? <laughs> Not at all, no. I think Fikowski is primed to dominate the competition this weekend. And honestly, <clears throat> the more events I find out about, the more comfortable I feel with this pick and the, even the potential to do better than this. Um, he is amongst the best we've ever seen uh, in, in live competition. Honestly, he's his. with the exception of the 2019 season, when he showed up for a live competition, he is lethal. He is a force to be reckoned with. In sanctionals, he was... First first, and second at the three he went to. He's a three-time regional winner. His first three years at the games, he was fourth, second, and fourth. This guy is a force to be reckoned with in, in live competition. He's a force to be reckoned with at the games. I have, where Hobart says I maybe emphasize or de-emphasize uh, performances from the last year or two. In that case, I'm literally throwing out his finishes from 2019 and 2020 because they are such big outliers relative to everything else he's ever done. Um, I think he is extremely focused, extremely dialed in. I don't think he's, I think he's making the types of life choices and sacrifices this year that Fraser talked about making that people thought were like, wow, he was really going to extremes to make sure he was in the best possible shape to win the CrossFit games. I think Vakowski will see this. If he ever saw this ranking of third, I think he would say, I'm, I intend to do a hell of a lot better than third. I think he is showing up this weekend with the purpose, focus, intent, and ultimate goal to win the CrossFit games. I wouldn't be surprised if he does, but I'm putting him third because I think the other two guys, I just think the other two guys are a little bit better.
1: I think that Brent Fikowski has something that um, I, I can't, can't say about every athlete that's huge. He will fight to the death every workout. He can do poorly and come back strong. He can not be doing well, be down, you know, in at the games and come back strong. I don't think he ever sees himself out of it. I think mentally he is. I don't know if it's mentally he's strong, but he's so calculated. May, maybe whatever the reason is, I don't know. I don't know what the process is or what the procedure he has going on in his brain, but he never counts himself out, and that's what makes him very dangerous. And we know Rich Froning also had that—that that he was. I don't know if we ever had to see Matt deal with that, but definitely. He, he he's in it to win it no matter what. He's not he's he's uh he's always a threat. If he's on the floor, he's a threat.
0: When you say in it to win it, it turns out he has more event wins at the CrossFit games than anyone else in the field this year, despite not having as much experience as some of these other top guys. He his first year at the games he won 4 events. I'm not 100% sure on this, but I think there's only I think there's only three guys in the history of the games that have ever won four events in one games. And the other two guys have also won at least four titles at the CrossFit Games.
2: And and this is going to sound kind of maybe stupid, but it's like there I think there are so many people in CrossFit who compete, and make it to the games that are fit and they're like in the gym fit. But then it's like they're just not great competitors in the sense of like there's just something different about being at the games with the best, you know, Zero 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 one percent in front of a judge in front of p- fans with all that stress and it's like Fakowski is just someone who's amazing at handling and taking all that stuff and doing something good with it and there are so many super fit people that I would probably beat Brent in you know online competitions or a hundred out of you know or you know a hundred out of a hundred and one workouts in the gym, but you flip the lights on you know in the in the Coliseum, and he's like, "I'm just going to wreck your world, man." There's just not, you know, there's just people like that. I don't know what that is, you know. It's a million just, different things. The, but the,
0: the other thing well, that's amazing over. about Fakowski is some of the people at the games that win multiple events at the games, they win the same kind of events over and over. They've got three wins at the games; they were all swimming events. They've got three wins at the games; they were all running events. Check this out: Fakowski's got a win in Run, Swim, Run. That's a long, grinding endurance event. He also has a win in 100, percent which was. A lightning fast box jump over, D-ball over the sandbag or over the shoulder sprint event and under the lights at the tennis stadium at the games where everyone was neck and neck and all of a sudden it's Fikowsi that comes out and wins the event. Rope Chipper, he was at the back, he's the middle of the pack. Pulls the sled better than anyone else to win. Strongman's Fear clips Matt Fraser by less than a second to win that event. Ranch Mini Chipper, in the dust of aromas, third day after a long travel day, he runs up the hill with the wall ball faster than anyone. Climbing Snail, odd object, weird implement, rope climbs and running, wins this event. He's won in every time domain. He's won with all the nuanced things that show up at the games. He could snatch over 300 pounds, so he's going to do well in the lifting event. Maybe he won't do great on handstand walk and... And running event, but give me the give me the generalist over the specialist at the games, and especially when the generalist can also excel in several different time domains and weird kind of stuff that we only see at the games.
2: Do you you hear that? Do you hear that in the in the dust of Do You hear that (laughs) little artistic like bam? Brian's he's his game is up right now.
1: Too much too much time on talking elite fitness
2: is making him smarter. But he's still you're not putting. But here's the deal: all that nice stuff said, and he's still not beating Jason Hopper. Boom wow brian friend
0: throwing, well let's go to number two throwing paymakers.
1: i think number two makes brian so uncomfortable i think this is like this is like brian like this is like brian like when he got the first time he had a car and he wanted to see how fast it could go he's <laughs> really uh and i was like 80
0: 85 <laughs> oh my
1: god this is really bizarre and um, uncomfortable for you, I think. That's my feeling about you putting Jason Hopper at number two.
0: The reason that it's, it's uncomfortable like buying a for me, lot
1: of ticket. It's like buying a lot of ticket, and you're not the kind of guy who buys a lot of ticket.
0: fair. and the, and that's the reason why it I think it would be uncomfortable for me is because I don't have a, a long laundry list of accolades to list off for why Hopper deserves a rank a ranking like this. Instead, I'm going almost on the opposite end of the spectrum and saying, Once in a while, a guy comes around that just has it. And I don't know if I'm right, but I feel like this is the next guy that just has something that you can't teach. I cannot get over what not, not, it wasn't his results at the Mid Atlantic. He won half the events there. Scott Panchik was there. Justin Medeiros was there. Travis Mayer was there. These guys are incredible. He wasn't just beating them, he would finish workouts. They'd be. 10 to 30 seconds behind him come across dying and rolling around on the floor in agony and he was just standing there like I'm supposed to be here it was eerily impressive and I can't I can't ignore it I can't ignore the way in which he was winning and the way he which he was executing he's a young guy with relatively little experience who was letting people like Medeiros and Panchik and Travis Williams get out in front and he just reeled them in and methodically beat them over and over again Besides those three event wins, he was second, second, and eighth. And the eighth place was in Gretel, which he was like, you know, he made a mistake in the competition and still was only 16 seconds away from winning that event, too. I we think. Have, um,
1: go ahead. I, I think Hopper has two crazy things going for him intangibles. I think he thrives under pressure, thrives. And I think he's a fucking crowd freak. I think when the crowd, when he goes out there and feels that energy from that crowd, he will, he will suck it all off of him. He, I think he really knows how to perform live. I think he even blows himself away. I think he surprises himself. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's not a nervous wreck like the rest of the guys, but I think the second, the second it's go time, I think that, I think he loves the pressure. Yeah, uh, let me rephrase that. I don't think he loves the pressure. I think he knows he flourishes under pressure, so he's willing to deal with the uncomfortableness of it. And then, two, I think he really,
0: really appreciates the crowd, like really appreciates them. Any thoughts on Hopper, Hobart? I got a couple more.
2: No, I actually, I want, I want to get caught up on. I got to rewatch the. I didn't watch the entire uh, Mid Atlantic, so now we're, we're, we're where you're putting him. I'm going to watch it and give it a, a nice hard. Uh, you know, under the microscope this weekend. But I mean, the last time I've heard people, so Patrick Cummings, who was a videographer for again, faster way back when came up from a Southeastern, whatever, semi-final sanctional, you know, years ago and said, Hey, there's this guy, Rich Froning and the way he's beating everybody. And I was like, whatever, Pat, like, you know, who is this, you know, Richard Froning, you know, whoever this guy is. I remember that. And then, and, you know, and then, you know, Rich did everything he did and you know, Fraser was the same way, Northeast Regional. Everybody was like, you got to watch out for this guy, Matt, and, you know, finish second the first couple of years of the Games. And the way he would beat people was exactly like you're talking about. Like, he would win, and he was kind of like, all right, that was really cool. And everyone else would be just le- – they had to kill themselves to get second. So, I mean, I've heard – you know, I've seen this with other athletes before. So, if I trust anyone, I trust you.
0: <laughs> well, and and, and I, I mean – Yeah. And that's, that's right. And we've talked Dave said he was impressed by him. I talked to the buttery bros. They trained with him. They're like, man, this guy's good. And I have uh Fraser said, this guy's good. And you know, that's some pretty high praise. He definitely has some questions to answer. And I've talked to him about it before. I think that the biggest obstacle for him this year is when something doesn't go his way, how does he recover from that? And if he's able to, cause it's the games, something's not going to go your way. And if you, if, if that doesn't disrupt him from doing what he set out here to do. If he can overcome that and handle that, I feel confident that he can be that next you know, forget about the next guy. I feel like he can be right there in the mix this year. That's exciting. Yeah. That's so exciting.
1: Yeah, I would say I would say um he's kind of like Noah. He's in he's got a lot of control over his uh where other people have to do you need to maybe worry about the other athletes i think hopper and noah as long as they stay in their game we're going to see some crazy shit number 1 matt fraser there are some funny comments by the way you guys are killing it in the youtube comments <laughs> i love it so give good. us what's or something good <laughs> cuz i said he's sucking energy off the crowd off the crowd some guy <laughs> responded sucking off the crowd could be considered bribery <laughs> that's, that's the kind of childish immature shit that i would say
2: put that person in it can you do something opposite of a timeout can you like boost make him a, make him a moderator yeah like
1: pin his comment <laughs> um number one no no surprise here for a variety of reasons if you listen to brian talk he obviously the people who are the better crossfitters get more time out of his mouth we know how great patrick velner is But for some reason, Brian thinks that this is his time to shine. And he has said a lot of nice stuff about the people in the top 10. Actually, a lot of nice stuff about people
0: in the top 38. Why Belner, Brian? Because uh, outside of Fraser and Fukowski, no one's beaten him in five years in a live competition where he's been able to finish the competition. Um, I think he's healthier than he's ever been. I think he's happier in his life than he's ever been. I think he's... um, He's so, he told us he's a little bit bummed out that Fraser's not here because he wanted to beat him. You know, I think he ha- always held on to a little bit of hope that he could, but I think that he's wise enough and mature enough to say he's not here. And uh, you know, for me, this is this is Felner's opportunity. Uh, I'm not saying that any that these guys can't beat him, but I'm saying he's the guy to beat. And until someone beats him here at the games this year, I feel comfortable saying he's the favorite. And if you're their favorite, you get number one on my pre-event rankings
2: what i think is cool about velner like everyone will get out there and say like hey you know i'd love to take a shot at matt fraser but i don't think a lot of people would be like hey i'd like to take a shot at the champ and then let the champ hit me back you know i think velner has that and uh he's a, he's he's never been afraid of saying like why couldn't i beat matt fraser like which i think with his fitness level and his pedigrees is, is dangerous so it would be very cool to see him win this year and I, definitely I, I, possible I,
1: I agree with you 100%. That's what I was going to say, Hobart, too. Not as eloquently as you, but he, I think he means it when he says yeah. he wanted, he, you feel from Pat that he wants to beat the best guy. And he's, and, and I think that that's indicative of how good he thinks he is and the work he's put in. So it, it, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to argue. Oh, you're getting just tore up in the comments though, Brian. I can't say that. I don't, I, it, it hurts me. I Brian tell me loves tell me. Pat. Brian is
2: biased. We all know it. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> all those yeah, that's fine though. He, maybe that's he is, fine. but like maybe. who 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 right. beats Velner? Everyone in the comments, you know, that's what I want to hear. Right,
1: and and it's fair for them to say that, but on the other hand, it doesn't take away anything from the fact that like it, 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 he's
0: his not, results I mean, speak I mean, for themselves. Why don't you guys is... put in
1: the comments who would you guys who do you think is going to win? Yeah, what's weird is is that the only other person. Yeah, who do you guys think is going to win? I mean, Ron Sutton says Panchik, Fakowski, Vellner will podium, but but who's going to beat Velner? It's a really good question. When you just look at him and then you start pulling guys up and putting them next to him, who is going to beat him?
0: He only shows up for the best competitions, first at Wadapalooza both years, first at Rogue, second at Rogue to Fraser, and second to, du- to Fikowski at Dubai. Those are the most re- recent relative compet relevant competitions that he's competed in. And the three years he's been able to finish the games, he's been on the podium every year. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I love, I, am friends with Pat. Great. But he's also the best guy in the field. And until someone beats him, he's going to stay up there at the top for me. And someone if crossfit West,
1: uh, Oahu, um, said a very interesting point. You could, maybe you could also say about Velner. Velner. Uh, you and you can't say Fraser would definitely beat him. There are some guys in that top forty list that you could say top thirty-eight list. Hey, we'll fucking dust Fraser off right now from his bodybuilding routine, and probably you'd bet on Matt. You could <laughs> um, Velner is you, you can't you can't you can't just say that Matt would just crush Velner. Although Sam Well thinks that Groning can, I find that fascinating.
0: Absolutely. Well, Sam Sam cornway said that he could beat I believe him himself. So, yeah, yeah. that's a lot of and confidence. Do,
1: and and I do believe, but when Sam Well says that that Rich is the fittest man walking the planet right now, there's a uh, at least fifty one percent of me that it's really hard not to think that. It's really hard. I mean, I know I have a lot of bias just because I was in I was watching the sport so closely when he won four events, but four games, but man,
2: I don't know. <clears throat> <laughs> what don't break, you know oh, nah, or, it's break time sorry. break time I'm hungry
1: <laughs> I knew it I'm hungry okay man. guys we are going to take a two minute break I'm going to take my 18th P of the <laughs> show and uh, we will be back with the um, women's placement 1 through 40 at the 2021 CrossFit Games thanks for tuning in Uh, we're out back in two minutes, three minutes.